Warning, warning. Three idiots are reading the SCP files over the intercoms. Please cover your ears and await further instruction. Hello, welcome back to uh, Discovering SCP. We are back. I don't know. Hi. Uh, except we're not back alone this time. We have a guest. A third party, if you will. This has never happened before. What are you talking about? <laughs> we have we used to have guests way back when in the old days. But yes. We used to be a big deal. <laughs> uh, Kinch, thank you for coming on today. I am so, so freaking excited to have you on. Yeah? Yeah. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to get my laptop on so I can do, like, reading. And it was uh, stuck on the On Cinema on the on cinema Oscar special. Mm-hmm. So I like had to try to get rid of that. Like I watched that months ago and it was still on the screen. So I was a little confused. Oh, Hi geez. everybody. I'm Kinch the knife blade. Yes. Uh, fame, a great intro famed author of the Jude's bizarre adventure series and many other works. I have been very, very, very excited to have you on because I don't know. Can, before I forget, I have an important question actually. Absolutely. Can Honey. I don't know if this counts as like a doxing question, but what brand of English of British accent do you have? Like, I know uh, they all have like little names. I would say some they? Northern, Northern English. Oh, that's the good one. Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Best of a bad situation. <laughs> no, the Northern one is good because it's the working class one. Exactly. It's the good one. Okay. <laughs> like Southern British is like. British within England, like equivalent to everyone else's, like British. This reminds oh, me of that time. time. That's like... the Ninth Doctor's accent. Oh hell yeah! The good one. <laughs> uh, sorry, that nothing. Okay, <clears throat> yes, Tanhony, you are very oh, no, British. We've established that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's because uh, I, I told you about this way back when I did uh, Good Morning Poon Poon, my other podcast with Ahmed, who was also British, and he was like the polar opposite. He lived in London. He was like everything outside of Zone Five or whatever is a shithole. And I was just like, well, now who am I supposed to believe? There's two sides. Did you mention which party you voted for? I think I know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I have no idea. I don't think you need to tell me. <laughs> But yes, we're not here to talk about the specifics of English accents and whatnot. We're here to talk about SCPs, unfortunately. Well, uh, Darnell, I'm glad you said that, because we don't actually have an SCP. We're reading tales today. Oh, those are my favorite. It's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, but uh, you didn't hear that from me. That's the controversial I've I've always written them like that, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm like one of the, even when they're not, even when they don't look like a tale is basically a tale i got i got really uh upset when it was um what was it when we had lock on when we were talking about uh when day breaks uh and they were like yeah i wanted to put this as like a contest but people were like it's more of a tale so that, I made was, it that was that was uh yeah that was the most maddening fucking thing ever that yeah. would have won three thousand i have nothing against the team that won but it's also, uh, in my opinion, not as good as when Daybreaks. That's exactly what I thought. We had a whole also, fucking little... it's not as good as my SCP, which didn't even come close. But, you know, that's just me. <laughs> Based. I appreciate the honesty in that. No, mine is so much better. <laughs> because, because I had a bunch oh, yeah. of people who weren't raised horribly Christian their entire lives saying, I don't see anything scary about accidentally worshipping a death god. Like, fuck you, idiot. <laughs> People without Catholic guilt, they just don't get it. Yeah, yeah, fucking idiots. Waspy. No joy or sorrow in their lives. 
Well, you heard it here first. Um, but yeah, real quick before we jump into it, Kinch, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, and um, not much. Not much. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> You're good. You... Uh, hi. Hi. <laughs> Kinch the knife blade is a reference to James Joyce. Uh, I usually go by Joycey and Fart Boner on most things. Kinch the knife blade is actually uh. In Ulysses, there's a character named Buck Mulligan who exists in the text purely to just show up and just take the piss out of one of the main characters, just like call him pretentious and just like make fun of him. And he calls him Kinch the Knife Blade. And it's basically calling somebody an edgy little kid. And I thought that that was like the best username. That is great, but not nearly as great as the reveal that JFB this whole time was short for Joycey and Fart Boner. What? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know what that acronym was. Awesome That's so good. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my Tumblr URL. That is amazing. Yeah, uh, it's a great name. It is a great it name. It used to be Schwarzgera 0000, which is a pension reference, but I would have had to spend the rest of my life explaining to people I wasn't a Nazi. Right. As you do, yeah. It's like when you meet someone who's like a little too into history and you're not quite sure. Yeah. You're like, hold on. And it also means black device. So like right there, it like looks a little weird. Mm -hmm. Like in context, it's a missile. It's an evil missile made out of evil plastic. But like, they don't know that. Right. Nobody looking at my screen name knows that. I don't research people's <laughs> screen names at all personally, so I can completely understand that. Yeah, well, that's because that. you're normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, relatively speaking. <clears throat> but yes, uh, we are. We have two tails today? Question mark. Oh, one and a half. One and a half tails. Yeah, one and a bit. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm so very. Did you... Sorry. Oh, so no, you're please. You're excited, ahead. I assume. <laughs> I'm so. I'm very excited. I've been excited for this since we brought it up because I really, really enjoyed Juice Bizarre Adventure and I wanted to read more. So yeah, as you may have expected, we are jumping back into Juice Bizarre Adventure with uh, part four. Diamond is not Kush. Excuse me. Can't, oh, you're good. Kent, you're going to hate us so much when you realize how often we're going to interrupt your story to make stupid anime care. references. That's <laughs> all we do in this podcast. I'm so Oh, excited. I listened to the first episode about me, so I understand. <laughs> Perfect. I, I only will listen to podcasts, by the way, that contain things about me. I didn't even w li listen to the episode where you did other get Gamers Against Weed SCPs. I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'll be it's honest with me. you. I feel like at least ten of our guests have said that on or off screen. I'm not surprised. I can't believe none of our me. guests have watched all 156 episodes. <laughs> no, but they all are like, I only listen to YouTube content about my stuff, and I'm like, that's fair. I would be the yeah. same way. So I can get a little mad. Yeah, exactly. you guys are fine, but like mostly, like, uh, like, uh, I won't get into it because I'll just go off. I People mean, always miss something important whenever they do, like, a video about one of my SCPs. Like, the SCP Explained guy, who, like, is alright, always forgets something, like, huge, and I'm always, like, irritated as hell, but oh, you can't damn. say anything or else you look like a dick. Now I'm sweating, but at least you'll be here to say things, so we won't have to feel bad. There will be no I hard questions. I get very grudges. mad. I'm, 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 you're, the amount of pressure I'm feeling right now is increasing. You're very angry all the time. <laughs> I'm like Judge Dredd. <laughs> it's just like more weight being tossed on my shoulders. I'm just, I'm, I'm exactly like Judge Dredd, actually. <laughs> I'm just I'm like Judge I'm thinking a lot Dredd about Judge Dredd, because, because that's British. I'm trying to 
help can only understand <laughs> like my yes. This is like my worst nightmare. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Like, <laughs> He'll be able to understand the references better if I use things that he understands. No. If I talk about quiz shows. Or like, what are those things? They always have talking head shows in, in England. Have you noticed that? Oh, panel yeah. shows. What the, the fuck is that? This is like <laughs> this is like those trope episodes where it's like, oh, the character finally meets their hero, but their hero's obsessed with their friend or this other character instead. No, I it's like, oh no, because I just I have a natural inborn hatred. My father raised me. My I'm not even joking. When my sister was young, she asked, "What does BP stand for?" British Petroleum. My dad said it stands for British people kill the Irish people. And my sister told her class that. No. Oh. We're learning a lot about the history of the UK I think we have an article or something we were going to read. Oh, yeah, I was going to, I was going to, please. Yes. Um, the assignment is not Kush. This is how I do podcasts. No, I, I, I love it. I love it. I just, oh man. Alright, let's get moving. Do you never know what to do with his hands? Pockets and yeah, sometimes touching his thigh too much. Maybe he looked creepy. Ran through his hair. That one was good, but it couldn't last long. A crystalline teardrop of non-awkward time. Composed moments where each syllable in his body didn't tremble and tumble, but instead kind of came together for something glorious. Then back to discombobulation. Too much and it looked like you were digging for weird shit in your hair. Too much and you looked like you were fiending. Which you wasn't, couldn't. The slit eyes said as much. I hate how much I relate to that. Like, constantly shifting and being like, oh, is this weird? Oh, am I doing too much right now? But, like, I can't stop moving my hands through something. You are, though. All the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of, we get a lot of comments about this. Don't I? <sighs> I mean, I mean at work. Not on the podcast. No one can see me. People can see you. But, like, I'm always running my hand through my hair, like, bouncing my thighs and shit all that, the time. That, that is the good part of a podcast that no one can see you. Because right now I'm looking horrific. It's yeah. just this is good. This is the perfect medium to be lazy in. The fact that people cannot say like I can hear a lot of rustling from Donald's mouth. <laughs> I used to have a squeaky ass chair in the early episodes. That was pretty. That gave you an idea of how much I fidgeted. Um, yeah, I'm I'm standing for some reason. I really got to sit soon, but I don't want to. You should probably sit because this is going to go on for a while. We're going to be here yeah, for like we'll fifty see. more minutes. Yeah, we'll we're all paragraphing. Uh, all right, let's continue. Die. Calls that even by her father was quiet. Small mouth, premature crow's feet, sharp chin. Didn't she look like the critic? Different eyes, smaller. Closed, though. He hadn't seen them open. His were green. Hers could have been too. He couldn't remember genetics. Probably. Her head was shaved. Easier to keep her clean, he figured. Not to say that the breeder had done very much in the regard. Swords. Filth. The poor thing. She wore a sack. It hadn't been washed. The smell was vile and the room was foul. She seemed to know how to go to the bathroom, at least. They taught Electric Eye that much. And to wash, and to feed. Only what was necessary, only to make keeping her a little easier. In here, Electric Eye had presumably spoken. Long, uninterrupted streams of his stream of consciousness. Certainly others, but probably only Jude in recent memory. Just talking. Maybe, like a feral child, language was only a series of sounds to her, barely connected to commands like a dog. Or maybe there was something else. And what was even her name? I want to interrupt something here. Did you know that if a child does not learn language up until like seven, they will never be able to learn language? Is that true? I thought it was like, I didn't know the exact time frame. That's about seven. There's no way they can learn any language? No. It's like, it's just gone. 
they'll learn like languages. Again, this sounds horrible. Like, like, like they have like the same connection to language as like a very intelligent dog. That I, I that feels horrible to say, but like it's what happens. Right, they can make associations between like certain things and like events, but not like actually understand. Them. Not going to teach my child language until the age of seven is a practical joke. Yeah, just see how it works. Yeah, no, I, it, it might be five. But, like, I watched a whole special about I, feral children. I imagine, though, they can also learn just from hearing, so they'd have to be, like, completely isolated from civilization. Because I oh, assume yeah. you would pick These up on kids, like, raised by fucking wolves and shit. Jesus Christ. That's dark. This is dark. We're, we're starting off yeah. hot. Ooh. Yeah, 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 what's up? We got some feral child stuff in here. Yeah. Said so, JJ, I'm sorry to... <laughs> <laughs> I love... I forgot that's JJ's voice. I love it. Said JJ from his nest in the corner. He wrapped his hands around his knees. The twink didn't like the dirt, it was Jude's gas. Or maybe it was the general vibe of the place. Or maybe, just maybe, it had to do with the bloodstained screwdriver sticking out of his pockets just to find fucking how do you do, sir? It had to be projection, obviously. Or maybe they were fucking shining light on each other, orbiting like twin suns. Except Jude wasn't exactly sure which was the biggest sun and who was feeding whom. Could it be an equilibrium situation? Charmy was never a strong suit. Jude examined his nails. I think she'll be okay, I don't know. That's a bit of lip. We should take her to a hospital? Then what? JJ said. That's not his voice, Tanhoney. You know better. Oh, sorry, I thought that was due for some reason. <laughs> what? JJ says. Oh, no, we can't send her to an orphanage. Yet the images of Oliver Twist of Leela from Futurama. Oh, Leela. I was just watching about. Futurama again recently, too. No. Any ideas? Esther had knelt down and cradled the child, but they had found that she disliked contact. But the girl let them make her a bed, no Esther just huddled over her. A respectful distance. She could be matronly, like a badger monk from Wedwall, or a big otter queen. Even though Jude could undo the atoms of everyone in the room, she still intimidated him. But even with her mum powers, even with the boy's luck, and whatever Jude could bring to any child-rearing scenario, big load of nothing mostly, they didn't want a fucking child. No one wanted that. But they felt as though they should. It, was unspo- it went unspoken, but Jude fought it the hardest. He was sure. What the fuck kind of parent would any of them be? We can always leave her somewhere in a home that'll take her. We can uh, have JJ find one. You write a note, a really, you know, mind grabber, kind of, you know, that thing you do, Esther? JJ will make sure it's a good home, and you can uh, make it easier, meld her into the life as easy as possible. Quiet. Jude looks down at the fast food wrappers. That was me telling everyone <laughs> the rest of you to be quiet. <laughs> Looked down at the fast food wrappers. The dead body was still in the room. The bugs, the weird twitching corpses surrounded him. The blood was scorched, warped around him. There was a lot of blood. And then what? Esther took a seat on the floor next to the girl. Every now and then, one of the breeder's children skittered across the floor. They'd be dead within hours. She flinched every time. Every time I see the name the breeder, I just like, ooh. I don't like it's that. not a great name. <laughs> I don't like it's what that implies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He made, it's supposed to imply that he's the dude who was behind Ossify Wall Street. Behind what? I think we that one point. One of the first Are We Cool Yet articles is Ossify Wall Street. It's about them. Do you remember that SCP that makes, that's a bug that makes you into a skeleton? Oh, I know this one. Cocoon? What? It basically turns your skin into bone, from what I understand. Yes, it does. It's something like that. But uh, my idea was just this is the guy they had raising them. Gotcha. 
just a small thing. It's it's really not even important. Yeah, it's cool though. They'd be dead within hours. She flinched every time. We go to him. It's all here. His home is, you know, vacation place. A lot of it. Even with me, it's a little convenient, don't you think, Hugh? No. JJ finally stretched upwards. A blanket had fallen off the girl that had been called Electric Eye. Two blankets covered her from the outside world. She still whispered. It was impossible to tell what she said. He picked it up and draped it across her, frowned. I mean, we kind of know he wants you to find him. That's like, you know, that's the thing. Why is his address with this dumbass? He's crazy, Esther said. I don't care, said Jude. There's easy, and then there's weird easy. That's all I'm going to say. JJ was upon his heels, stretching like a well-fed cat. When had he last eaten? Did Twinks need to eat? No. The longest thread in SCP history closed after <laughs> 300 pages. <laughs> the answer's no. Definitely not as much of a normal person. They fed on self-satisfaction, their own youth. His t-shirt rode up, showing a flat stomach. Jude stirred, just a little. JJ caught him and grinned, winking. Jude blushed, shook his head and said, It's like a magnet, I don't know why I want to go. He tried to kill you, said JJ. Well, he tried to kill you too, too, said Jude. Don't you kind of feel it too? Prominence or whatever? I want to go. JJ said nothing. As for knots, the knickknacks and the corny old-timey microphone and the dozens of fast-food cellophane wrappers onto the floor. This piece of paper, one sheaf, folded but clean. Her pen hadn't broken in the scuffle. Of course it hadn't. Esther drew Electric Eye a new life and a new name. Looking My turn. You mentioned you wanted to do these, but yeah. <coughs> Clear my throat. You sweat. The air conditioner hums. Hyperhidrosis. Cold air blasts you in the face. The 37th view, and it's falling down your face. Your big, stupid face. No matter. You'll sweat. You get used to the smell. Antiperspirants might give you cancer. But what's little cancer when there's so much life? It's easy to deal with when you're older. Children see it as a weakness. You can smell a lot on someone's sweat. Diabetes, tumors, seizures. In your room, there aren't a lot of de decorations, which you suppose must be surprising to your visitors. You've always found that art is made better when unreflexive when it isn't a moon taking another star's light. But you know a lot about that, don't you? Lunar perversions, nocturnal diversions. Wasn't that a song? It had a good beat. You thought it could have been a song sometime, maybe. There's only a desk, a bed, an easel with paint, three brushes, a notebook open, a pen, an ashtray. There are no windows. There is one door. The walls, truthfully, are what you're most proud of. The ambience gets to you without them. A little bit of jive and voodoo, and you don't wake up every morning feeling so satiated. You like to think of yourself as a guided missile. Can't you scoop it from the top or even shove it down inside like a ravenous child rifling in a bag of cereal for a prize and a handful of the marshmallow bits? You wait, and it's better that way. It certainly hadn't always been like this. You take a long hit of the marijuana cigarette. It is oddly sweet. And it isn't at all like it used to be. Evolved. Only the perfect bits. More crystal than plant. Hardly any seeds now. The old joke. How are they growing, the seedless watermelons? You know he's coming. Because he has to. It's how he wants it. Your way wasn't always the predators. Maybe you had been mean once. Maybe you had been a little rude in front of him. The boy wanted what he wanted. Once you thought you wanted him to replace you. Like some old wizard giving away his spell book. But now you only want to be free. 
You want to stop the world from being the way he likes it. You want yourself. You want your daughter normal and untouched. Your hands don't tremble as you spritz yourself with the spray. The clone fills your nose like syrup. You can smell him, can't you? Even through the doors, every disturbance like an alarm clock dropped on a waterbed. They killed you when the heater broke. You're always intrigued that the human desire to fuck in fun ways superseded all other imperatives. Your door opens. It's unlocked, of course. The boy's hands are up in the air. You see them, and for a moment you get dizzy. Nerves. Nothing but nerves. He sits down at the chair opposite you. He doesn't speak. The boy puts his cell phone on the table. It's currently off. He points at it. There's resin on his finger. He had tried to wash it off, but there was still some suck stuck between the wrinkles of his fingerprints. You smile. Already you can taste him. You can feel him. Right, okay. Should I, should I take over? Back I from like here? that. I really got into the pros there. Also, uh, on a totally unrelated note, or I guess semi-related, I experienced that whole resin bit the other day. I was cleaning out my bowl. Oh, I know. And I just, <laughs> it's the worst, and you can't fucking get it off. Okay, also, let me tell you a reference here that no one has ever noticed because it is barely a reference. Oh, insider. Okay. it doesn't matter. I gave uh, the critic hyperhidrosis, which is like, he sweats too much forever because uh do you know who lotax is no do I you know what something awful is uh, <laughs> i know what something awful is but not lotax the guy lotax is the guy who founded something awful. yeah that makes sense and he had hyperhidrosis and like lotax sucks i mean he killed himself a couple years back because he sucked but uh he, he was a wife beater, so, like, don't worry. I'm not exactly impugning the dead here. But, uh, so I just really wanted the critic to kind of have forum admin vibes. And for me, that was giving him a sweat disease. I That's interesting, because I do remember, I think you might have tweeted or said something the other day in reference to something awful and how that was related to Gamers Against Weed as well. Oh, I said uh, Gamers Against Weed is like if posting on something awful gave you extra protection from the Illuminati. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's nice to see those sort of like influences stay consistent. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tan, did you want to take over? Do you need me to pick up for a bit? Uh, yeah, I'm fine taking over for a little bit. Go for it. JJ had asked Esper to tell the story about a dozen times now. More details, more interpretations. He wanted to paint a picture for him that was complete, that was more real and intense than having been there. But JJ knew that he already understood what he needed. The story of Alexander had touched him. He wished that he'd been there, but he knew that it was good that he hadn't. Providence, as always. Seemingly divine, but nothing that loved like that could be divine, could it? If it would have been good for him to be there, JJ would have been there. Sometimes things are as simple as that. It had never bothered him like this before. JJ thought maybe that he could have understood Alexander. Maybe the architects didn't need to die. Maybe the weird pagan could have been with them. Could have been a friend, his friend, their friend. And Alexander's love for Jude, platonic nearly with a capital P, JJ had found a kindred spirit. Jude wasn't necessarily easy to love. Clever, sure, but an idiot at the same time. Something like the magic version of Stender. <laughs> Sometimes Sorry, I love that. Sometimes he, what, drank a potion or something and became, like, cool. A metaphorical potion, or if potion were weed. That was when he did the laser magic, or electricity. Captain Marvel, bolts of energy, or maybe like more like Havoc. Havoc? But he was so earnest and honest and sweet, and lying came to Jude easily, though. Jude had o uh, JJ had always noticed that. Sure, there were big things in his life that he needed to lie about. 
people like them, the game, whatever, get good at lying. But Jude lied when it didn't benefit him. Jude lied as a second nature, unreflexive and unreflinching. It wasn't even malicious, like he didn't even know he was doing it. Jenny wanted to protect him. It was that wide-eyed childishness, the way they repeated a mistaken fact so many times without holding cadence, to the point that you started to believe in it yourself. The electric eye plan was fine, that was basic, but the rest of it, he didn't like it. Jojo had directed Esther for a few hours now, winding up and down side streets, some suburbs, some, some suburbs, and some swanky places, and some average homes, and for some reason a lot of fast food restaurants. He felt the invisible fingers around his wrist, and then Jojo said, Stop. It's here. Esther did initially miss the, ho- miss the house, but he's bashful. Mish. The time honored tradition of making fun of Tan Honey when he messes up a word. You said you were going to stop doing that like two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that was Kinch that time, so I got away with it. That's fine. I'm, I'm guilty. Jude parked and turned off the car. Jude was in the back seat with electric eye. She wore clothes, finally. Jude had created them so they were baggy, plain, and beyond shoddy. Still, they were better than what she'd been wearing. The note was pinned to a hoodie, a mindfuck, a name, a history, an entire life. Is this wrong? Esther said. They want a kid. I know it. This is how it works, right? Jay wasn't entirely sure, really, if it worked with other people like this. Sure, I'd let him help Jude, but just anyone? He'd hoped so. Deeply. It's probably true, but fuck. He said, yeah. Esther opened her door and then helped Electric Eye out of the car. Though he supposed that was no longer her name. He didn't know what she would be called. He supposed it would be up to the parents. He supposed they would fill in everything they needed to. That was how Esther's magic had always worked. The home was large. Not offensive large, not weird rich large, but it was bigger than most of the places he had slept in. He watched Esther walking down a long driveway to the front door. Jude said, I can't stop thinking about how he treated her. JJ said nothing. The door opened and a woman opened the door. For a moment, confusion flickered on her face. Had she just gotten home from work? She wore scrubs and a name tag that JJ couldn't see. Hospital work, right? Either that or she worked for Umbrella Corp. The confusion was replaced by a blank look that JJ knew too well. It felt like a headache, like a pinprick bit of nausea. Like confusion, like anxiety, like the taste of uh, maraschino cherries. So many things. Wonder what this one was like. She called her husband. He was handsome, young. They were both young. Dark hair, tan skin. There was confusion, then they smiled. <laughs> they led the girl inside, and they closed the door behind them. Uh, for the longest time, Esther didn't move. When she came back to the car, she turned to the ignition and said, They seemed nice. The house smelled like a cake. I think he's a baker. Jude leaned in the back seat, finally stretching out. Do you think she likes cake? He said. I hope, said Esther. I know she does, said JJ. <coughs> Excuse me, I just took a quick hit no, to get me in the mood. <laughs> nice. No he, is, he is stronger than you remembered. Your shirt clings to your back. You take a hit of your marijuana sick cigarette. The oh air God, is sorry. buzzing. Yeah, yeah, see? This is, this is method acting. <laughs> what you call it? He asks finally. You're wasting time. The longer this takes, the weaker you'll be. This is an art class. You're the only one here, my boy. Is this what you want? He cracks his neck and you wince. Loud, popping, crackling, disgusting. I'm charging it. What are you charging, you ask? But you're not interested. Any power coming to the surface wasn't enough to kill him by the end. Kill you and uh, your hunger was draining the boy like bloodletting. Maybe he would feel fresh at first, but the sluggishness would set in. I'm going to kill you. I don't know if that answers my question, Jude. 
You were never very good at that, were you? You didn't answer mine. This isn't an anime. They don't have to have names, Jude. <laughs> Is he asking a stand name? <laughs> Tell me what you called it when you did that to me. Any color you like, spelled in the British way. You shrug. Oh, it wow, could have been you. any. Yeah, that's uh, it's the Pink Floyd song. It could have been anything. It's whatever you want. He doesn't speak. The boy just stares at you like he doesn't understand what you mean. There are sparks in his eyes. He is heat and he is thunder, terrible and mighty. But you are like the ocean. You are like the wind atop a mountain. You have always known this. This is all just a game for you. I'm ending it. You think you sound sure and capable. You try to keep composed as the sweat burns your eyes. Your daughter has a real family now. Trying to get me emotional won't make it falter. It's been devouring you from the inside out as soon as you came inside. You've killed yourself. And when I'm done, Lauren will come back to me, normal and real. Untouched by you. You try to smile. You're nervous. There is so much heat. And you feel so much energy sliding down your brain. It hurts. It's like drinking hot chocolate. It was over as soon as I stepped through the door. Did you ever think why we even accepted you? The boy just taps the flip phone. You can see that, it, that it's at 43% and rising, charging, blinking. You can't tell if it's the phone that's hot or if it's the energy from the monster's body. The air's wavy around it. You don't touch it. You are a weapon. Everyone in our little section is a warrior. Nothing else. You bite the inside of your mouth. Truthfully, it stings. You would always wish to be accepted on the virtues of your work. I made sure they were kept sharp. Sharp, huh? Some of my colleagues, critics of a different stripe, focused on the finer things. You. All were never meant for any grand statements. You. The architect, the gardener, the performer, the breeder. Protection for our in interests. Insurance against our enemies. You're hissing by the end. Your face must be quite red. The marijuana cigarette's ash is nearly an inch. And when you gesture, it falls onto the table. You hurt me, he says, the face of hurt, the tone of innocence. I only ever did what you wanted me to. You don't think about it. You choose not to dwell on the things he has made you do, the villain for his twisted little game of play pretend. You hurt your daughter. Do you really think I did that? Do you really think a man would ever do something like that? Snapped. You break the marijuana cigarette in your hands. The flame burns your fingers, but you don't notice it until the butt has scorched you. You gave the sculptor the idea, didn't you? You shrug. He taps the cell phone again. It's 56%. Don't know, can I pop off to you a little bit? Yeah. <clears throat> Esther couldn't help but think of her sisters, just as old as the girl had been. Well, they'd been that old when she left. She thought of little Rebecca and Miriam too often. They were small girls. Rebecca, a little sickly, but honey-sweet in such a genuine way. And Miriam had been so funny. Even at a young age, she'd made fun of herself to get a laugh. She even got her father, Rabbi Kogan, of the long pontificating reflections on the meaning of text and translation, to smile. Tati so rarely smiled. His bushy, severe eyebrows, a little bow-legged. People had said she looked like him when she was younger, and she always got mad. But truthfully, she saw it. Ema, well, she had smiled more. She was always happy, skinny, tall, sharp. Not in the bad ways, mostly. Esther had missed her for a long time. Her mother and her sisters were what she missed most. 
Definitely not stubborn Rabbi Kogan. Definitely not the meanest man in the world. She remembered yelling that at him, and he'd tell her that he'd show her the meanest man in the world. Except he never did do anything. He just yelled and gnashed teeth. He wasn't horrible, really. No more horrible than Esther was, she thought. And even the good things she remembered, weren't a lot of them the result of cheesy, rose-colored glasses? She'd been so much older than her sisters, and they had been so annoying. And sure, Brock Kogan had a beautiful smile, but Esther's tendency to spit acid wasn't one that arose from nothing. But she loved them. Of course she loved them. What are you thinking about? J.J. sat on top of a picnic table, clean clothes again, but he still looked a little irritated, like there was something under his skin. Probably, literally. She thought of the bugs again and shivered. She held the clove cigarette to her mouth and clamped it between her teeth. She lit it with a green lighter, resin resplendent on the bottom, and the wrinkles of her own fingers with sharpie ink. They had taken a rest at a large wooded park nestled within the suburb where the critic lived. Jude had gone off alone into the woods. He said he wanted to take a walk and clear his head. Think of things. Probably closer to the truth was that he only had a bowl or two left and didn't want to share. The sun hadn't set yet. It was a little too high for that. It was at that horrible waning point of its peak before it started the pink descent down into, down the horizon into Tartarus or something suitably goth. <clears throat> uh, I was, <clears throat> I was thinking of what I'd name my thing, you know. If stains were real and not just something a bunch of weirdos were molding their powers around as some kind of post-ironic joke? Yeah. She took a long drag, and it was sweet, sweet on her lips. They had to sell them as cigarillos now. Something about flavored cigarettes and marketing to children. The air smelled like onions. Nobody, obviously, was cutting anything. Esther assumed it was coming from the plants. One of them, at least. The weeds, thistles. They did look pretty, though. Big, purple blooms. Thistle was as beautiful as any flower, just tougher, bitchier, untamed. The smell of onions reminded her of her mother's kitchen. Bracca Kogan had not been the best cook, but she took a pride in her work that was infectious. It made it taste better. She'd kept the kitchen so clean, a kosher kitchen with three daughters and a husband who loved to eat. She never let them forget that. What would you call it? I don't think mine would have a name. It's not like yours. J.J. yawned and flopped backward, closing his eyes and facing the sun. His knees were pointy. She rested her elbow on one. So you get to be Mewtwo? Is no. that something that I mentioned before? Uh, what? Is the you show you get to be Is like somebody accusing someone of trying to be Mewtwo? <laughs> something that happens before? Because there's actually a history to that joke. I don't think we ran into anything like that. I probably okay. wouldn't notice. This is, this is another thing I did purely for myself, okay? Right. When I was in college, I like had this like pretty big, pretentious friend group, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because we were all like English lit majors, like the most pretentious assholes. You've oh, ever met. yeah, I would not but, have like, hung out with you in college. Sometimes we go real nerdy and just like assign each other Pokemon and be like, "Yo, if I was a Pokemon, I'd be blank." And I remember one of my friends, like the most pretentious of all of us like, looked at me dead in the eyes and said, I'd be Mewtwo. And we all got so mad. And we just kept yelling, you don't get to be Mewtwo. <laughs> so you get to no be Mewtwo? No one gets to be Mewtwo. <laughs> and it's kind of funny to just, like, de 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 declare yourself a legendary Pokemon. There's, yeah, there's a certain amount of pride that comes with that. Everybody else was like, you know, I think I'm, like, a little bit like a Raichu. And he's like, yeah, Mewtwo. Uh... <laughs> I'm a Mewtwo that runs self-destruct. Also, um, I have all the EVs and um, really good. 
I think everyone grew up with at least one person that was like, so I'm Mewtwo. Yeah, everybody knows somebody who's the Mewtwo, and that's just, I, I, I had to interrupt because that's another line in there that's like purely for me. It probably comes off as like a super non sequitur to everybody else reading. That's okay. I enjoy non sequiturs, but the context made that so good. Yeah, he, he. I wish you could have seen because, like, we don't talk anymore because, like, well, he's the dude who says he's Mewtwo, but like his face was like dead serious. Like he really thought, you know, I'm the Mewtwo of these bastards. Tanhoney, are you the Mewtwo? Would you call oh, yourself no. Mewtwo? Uh, Osseus, please. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> big dick Tanhoney over here. I'm the Oxus. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! I should have said yeah, this is cool. I have forms. Uh, oh wait, so so does Arceus. Fuck, fuck. Have you fuck. seen the uh, like a- a- animated Pokemon shots on YouTube? The one with the Oxus. He looks like fucking epic. Did you guys see the funny little trend people have been doing where they like unlegendary five Pokemon? Yeah, that's fucking sweet. <laughs> I love though. it so much, dude. It's fucking sweet, man. It's, so it's actually good. adorable. It is great. Someone did the opposite where they legendary normal Pokemon. I saw a really cool one of Sableye. It was like King Sableye on like a yeah, throne of King gold. Sa- yeah, it's sweet. Oh, you have to send me one of those. That sounds awesome. If I can find them, it was like a week or so ago. I don't know if they're I still love posting them. Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon's great. So no. yeah, sorry I had to interrupt because I saw Mewtwo, and I think that story is very funny. Never ever apologize for interrupting during a. I, I did. Meeting. I did. That's I did forget the, why we were talking about Mewtwo. That's the main form of context. Like yeah, that. that's true. All right. <clears throat> No, more like Jewish homone, you know? Jewish people fight a lot of vampires? That's why we invented golems, too. A bloodless warrior. She would have pointed out the uncomfortable association with the Jewish people in blood libel, but JJ couldn't understand something like that. Why homone, though? There were cicadas out, in beams of sunlight slanting through the limbs of trees. She could see hundreds of pinprick small blugs flying in erratic, senseless paths. She wondered what they were. Too small to be mosquitoes, right? Gnats? It could have been anything. All she knew was that they had a startling ability to dive bomb into the corners of her eyes over and over. She'd killed at least five, and everyone disgusted her equally. They couldn't uh, be. A... I, uh, I, that should be two words. Ah. Uh, what? Everyone disgusted her. Ah. Uh, Every. Sorry, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Everyone. Yeah, I was thinking yeah, that yeah. too. Not the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's she's a... just pissed. If it makes you feel better, every big article we read has at least one or two of those types of typos that will never go back and be corrected. There was actually one that I corrected myself as I was reading, and I can't even remember where it was. You you changed you changed like a a a hymn to you. I think it was supposed to be you during your credit card. Totally did. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Thank you. I don't remember which author it was, but we had an author once that was so horrified by the typo in their article that they like edited mid reading. They pulled a whole ass New World Order move. That's really funny. I'm not about to do that. I am so lazy. <laughs> Paste. Yeah. Uh, I, keep moving. Yeah, no worries. <clears throat> uh, everyone discussed her equally. They couldn't be a successful species if that's where they constantly tried to fly. What good is an eye to a mosquito? Stands are a little too close to idolatry for this rabbi's daughter. Esther was satisfied when J.J. let out a bark of appreciative laughter. Something a little more dainty than the guffaw, but not much better. J.J. lifted his upper body off the ground to take the clove from her fingers. He took a single hit and then coughed, spat, laid back down on the picnic table. Esther snatched it back from him, but it was almost done anyway. She dropped it on the ground and then stepped on it. Then, thinking better of herself, she bent down and picked it up. Oh, never mind. I thought she was going to relight it. 
She tossed it at a large recyclable garbage container. It missed. She didn't go after it. Close enough, really. There's something poetic about that. It's like, I'm going to do a good thing, oh, but I'm too lazy to see it through. JJ watched with one eye open. He slid off the picnic table onto the ground, barely kicking up any dust. He bent in a ridiculously slutty way, arching his back and practically squatting. Esther was going to ask him what the fuck he was doing before she heard something like a small Sasquatch making its way through the woods. Jude came, <coughs> sweating. There were scratches on his arms, nothing self-harm, more like he had walked into a thorn bush while walking off the path. He had told them that he had always thought better when he was uncomfortable. There was nothing more uncomfortable than the hot tail end of sunlight when the bugs were awake and active and hungry. Is he going to get fucking ticks like that? Uh, I, I never have. It, really? You know this what? This is something based on me. You, this is, this is. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned that people always tell me not to go in the tall grass because there's ticks there. Like I'm being warned about fucking Pokemon. I've I don't think fine. I've ever had a tick. Yeah, I've been fine. I'm they, I'm I'm just good. Just at just dodging. built different. <laughs> dodging. Yeah. They can't I'm hit me in time. I dodge roll out of the ticks ways. Man, their hit stun is like nothing. <laughs> they don't have the frames for it. Oh, it's 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 so easy once you know the trick. <laughs> Especially off the path. He had said it like that. Off the path. Like it was all capitals. She hated him sometimes, really. Jude clearly was going to say something. He, however, stared at JJ, mouth agape like an idiot. He closed it and then hacked, spitting at the ground. Had a bug flown in his mouth? Good. <laughs> Owned. Destroy. This is like how I talk. <laughs> I love this. That's part of the reason I'm loving this series so much, is it's just like me for real. Thank you. <laughs> he deserves it for taking so long to think things through. <clears throat> fuck, fuck! Hey, dude, have a good walk, said JJ, face impassive, suddenly just a concerned friend and not a flirty bitch. Yeah, actually. Well, no, not really. I just got stung a lot by, like, I don't know, mosquitoes. I dropped my pipe on a rock and it broke, you know. He shrugged. I left it there. Thought it was a sign, you know? What do you mean? Esther said. JJ's butt gave me a super good idea, which didn't answer Esther's question, but whatever. Not like she wanted to know what she was supposed to have gathered from that. JJ actually blushed, bright burning red, high on his cheeks. His eyes fell to the ground. Your Sharpie still work? Jude asked. It's not going to run dry. It's a Sharpie. We can buy another Sharpie. We can buy a pack. It's not a magic, magic marker. But it writes? Yeah, it writes. Jude sat down at the picnic table and gestured her over. He put both hands on the table, palm down. I have an idea. You know he is dying because of the way things have always worked for you. That is how you now remember things always having for you. You devoured your mother from the inside out the day her water broke. You sucked her dry like a boy sticking a straw in a ripened fruit. She was, oh, I know. She was left dry quite literally, and you came from a husk paper dry. Your wife left you because you hurt her. And so, you hurt her. That's a weird part. I still don't know what I was going for with that, but I keep it. I guess you implying that, he, like, he, whether she was with him or without him, he was still hurting her. Yeah, yeah, but, like, it's, it's just, I wish I could have said that better. I think I thought that was so clever to write, write it the same way again, but it just kind of looks like, it looks almost like stuttering. It's okay, Tan does this constantly in Aetheral Space. It's an artistic choice. Nerd! <laughs> You um, you you used your daughter as a tool to monitor your rival. I thought it was still like you owning me. Then I was like, no, I didn't. 
<laughs> I'm not owning you. It's just, I'm just saying people love Aetheral Space, so it works. I thought okay. it was hard. Aetheral is a good word. Uh, Ethereal was the original title, but now it's Aetheral. Oh. A word that doesn't exist. Oh, oh, oh. oh, getting a little fancy on us. Yeah, I know, right? Making up words now. Look at Lee, we we got a fucking wordsmith in the podcast now. (laughs) We got a neologist or whatever. I'm going to tell you, Kinch, I'm going to proselytize to you just once. I'm not going to bother you, but you should totally read Aetheral Space. It's really good. We got James Joyce up in this bitch. I don't know that reference. Making up words. He makes up a lot of words. It's Uh-oh. a great reference. You use. <laughs> <laughs> I love the confidence of saying your own reference is good. God, I admire it so much. You, I want you really, that. If it's kind of your fault if you don't get my references because they're they're universal. That's a beautiful yeah. way of uh, thought to have. That's how I'm going to feel from now on about all my anime references during the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You really got to have that vibe in your heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm taking fucking and, and, notes and now, right now. and now I'm about to read the most horrible man in the world's inner monologue. Perfect. <laughs> On that note, you used your daughter as a tool to monitor your rivals and enemies and friends and protégés. You gave her to a <coughs> vile, filthy henchman who cared more for his bugs than for people. She was normal before you did this. But you knew. You knew that it wasn't you. You were a man who woke up in a world crafted by a madman. A little boy in a man's body wanted nothing more than to stumble around a playland modeled after the great works of Iraqi sensei. And I think it's really funny to have uh, the critic uh, as a dude who calls Iraqi Iraqi sensei. (laughs) Iraqi sensei. It's like when people on Twitter call Iraqi. Oh, I know. Uh, I think Scans gave me that idea. They actually said, like, dude, the critic is totally a guy who calls him Iraqi sensei. <laughs> and I was like, you're a fucking genius. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. He clenched his fists and then put them palm down on the table to try to raise himself up. His muscles failed him. You knew you loved your wife. You knew your daughter was normal. Maybe he saw you snap at them. Maybe he imagined you would. You're getting weaker. As you devour him, the power that courses through your body frightens you. It is exactly as strong as you feared. The monster who bent and twisted and sculpted your life into something ugly was a nexus of energy and potential and... God, what is that? The boy with the face that plagued your dreams and nightmares. A face that you once thought to be so beautiful had left streaks of black on the table. You stare at them, briefly perplexed. Hold on, I just realized, the resin he thought he saw earlier, was that actually yeah. the Sharpie? Yeah! Yeah. Fuck yeah. Is that Sharpie? But there had been no Sharpie on his hands, had there. The phone chimes. Next to him, there's suddenly a squat woman who had clearly just tossed on a, on a purple t-shirt and a pair of sweatpants. The shirt was backwards. And then there's the skinny one that the boy fancies. Why would he have come alone? The squat woman says, you know she is Esther, and you, fear, and you feel fear for the first time in a long time. One hand made naked people invisible to you. The other made the Sharpie symbols also invisible to you. We're just so... I, I, I'm, I refuse to do the accent. <laughs> We're just so lucky you looked at the right hand before the left hand, but I always like to roll the dice, said the one that would have had to be J.J., You've actually been feeding on three people, 
does the boy whom you hate more than any god in this wretched world? Dude, he gets it, says Esther, as you say. Jude, I get it. Jude opens the cell phone. The air is so hot and thick. This is going to hurt, Jude says. This is the power of radio killed the video star Requiem. Wait, shit. Reverse that. But you feel no pain. You can't speak. Your sweat has evaporated. The three of them watch you as all the atoms in your body shake and quiver. Then the pointillism that is your entire being fractures and bleeds and bends. It doesn't hurt as you feel everything you are burst. It doesn't hurt as you're strained, as electricity and, inf and information and quarks through a stupid, stupid boy's idea of how a text message is sent. You do not die. You are alone. You see yourself. You see every possible version of the man that is you. You see every choice, every decision, every thought and desire. It is infinite. There is so much of it. There is so much you. That is when your pain starts. The ride in the car after they took the critic from this world was quiet. Jude didn't speak for the longest time. A few grey hairs, errant and wild, had appeared at his temples and the nape of his neck. Jadio How anime is that, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's as anime as it gets after the big fight. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I was like, so uh, proud of too hard. <laughs> My life, the, the, I found like the, the, the go to like downside when there's a downside, but you don't want to show it. So I was like, ah, my lifespan was reduced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hold on, hold on. I have, I have like, the perfect see gift for this age, but... in the group chat. Uh, this is Kinch, Kinch riding the few gray hairs. <laughs> JJ had tried to say it made him look sexy. Jude had reacted. It wasn't until JJ was near asleep and Esther was almost ready to park the car and pass out when he finally spoke. I tried to bring them back, but I couldn't, he said at last. Neither Esper nor JJ spoke. I put some of my life into it, you know. I don't I don't think I'll be able to do anything for like, I don't know, a few years? He shrugged. No meaningful magic at least, or else I'll spit blood like some shonen dude. <laughs> and then the fucking blood coming out. Yeah, how did they do Hold that? Them on me. It's so good. I think I'll it's supposed to represent like internal bleeding, but if that was real, I then that would also always mean death. <laughs> I think they have inside, like, uh, external... What's that called? Like, uh, I think crabs have, have it. Uh, like a blood uh, sack in their throat? External circulatory system. Yeah. No, when, when, like, you don't have veins, the blood just washes through your organs. Yeah, I remember learning about that when I was a bio major. I like, could not like tell you. Like a water you. balloon filled with organs. I think it's called That's an open how circulatory I think trolls system. in Homestuck work, by the way. That's some yeah. um, Homestuck lore from uh, JFB. It was a that. fucking fantastic uh, thought into their biology uh, uh, I think that I, your readers will love. I think I've mentioned this before, but I, my story with Homestuck is when I was in middle school, I just your stumbled upon it up. while it was ongoing. Oh, and I was shut like, up. You are so young. Shut up. We're done with the story. <laughs> no, <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> you went to middle school? What the hell? You're 16 fucking years old. Don't talk anymore. What? I'm 24. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm so hurt. Never meet your heroes, No, guys. but that is so funny. You're so much younger that you could have read Homestuck in middle school. That's like actually really funny to me. But yeah, because I, I read it when I was depressed and 20. I read it as it was coming out. Like it wasn't finished yet. I think they just introduced like the Green Skull guy at the point I was at. And I was Same. like... And I was like, this is the best thing ever. And then I forgot about it. And then I tried to read it as an adult from the beginning again. And I was like, I can't read this. No, uh, no, 
No, as soon as the moment was done, it's like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't go back yes, to you that. Can't, you really can't. <laughs> it's real hard to go back to that. Yep. No, but it is legitimately funny to me that like Homestuck is something that's like a part of your middle school when for me it was like college post college no post college my significant other just broke up with me like this is what i'm going to dedicate all my time to depressed in my room in a cave Aww. reading homestuck no it, it was great it took my mind off things but like that is so funny for me it was that, either like, eighth grade or ninth grade so it was like late middle school early high God, school something so like fucking that funny to me <laughs> And I remember trying to explain, like, the different kind of fucking troll love or whatever to my friends. And, and you like, and what? I are peers! <laughs> what the fuck are you two talking about? Troll uh, Tan, Tan wouldn't get what it. You wouldn't get it. There's, Dude, a, the there's a chart. Rule, there's a chart. You don't get it. I don't need Dog, to see the, the trolls chart. rule. You don't even know. But, but the, here's Tan the best part about this, too, Kinch. The middle and high school I went to was, like, a private, like, shitty conservative Christian school, so nobody wanted Same. to hear about home stuff. I went to an all-boys Catholic high school. Oh, no. I'm it actually so wasn't that bad. It actually oh. was not that bad. We had a super uh, leftist-ish uh, theology department. Like, we went to a protest at the School of Americas and stuff. It was pretty cool. But, like, besides that, everyone was like... The worst dude you've ever met. It, it was. It, I was about to say that's how my experience was with all my students. It was like the teachers that were cool and like not that shitty. And then the worst part is when I was in college, I worked at that school as a janitor, and being a janitor around kids like that, the worst. I, it made dude, me hate I teenagers. Can't I can't handle it. I can't. I can't, I. I imagine uh, the only way to do it would be. Have you seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I, I have. The only way to do it would be like in that episode where. Charlie is the janitor, which would be to have like a mental disorder that makes you like really enjoy it and think <laughs> that the kids like think you're their hero. They were like, so you mean. Know what I mean. They love such nasty. Yeah, I know what you mean. They love such nasty messes, and they were such fucking awful people. They get in the way. They're evil. They were like teenagers, which are already evil, and then they were amped up by like being spoiled rich kids with no consequences ever. Everyone is scared of a teenager. It's just the way it Ugh, is. Teenagers scare the living shit out of me. Sorry, sorry, I again went off topic to no, talk about home stuff. That's it, literally this is that's the whole podcast. You're doing it completely I don't correct. I really like it. I do kind of like it still. I can't lie. I never finished it. Like I said, I couldn't get back into it after that point in my life. That was it. I classbected people. Do you even know what that is? No, no. Yeah, see, see, see. I'm on a fucking different level of like weirdo, like. <laughs> Like, you know, like how, like, some characters, like, Knight of Blood, Seer of Time, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Oh, so you would, like, give them their own, oh, my God! Oh, no, you talk, like, you would say someone's, like, an X of Y or whatever. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> middle, middle to high school me would have absolutely done that if I people thought of it. People so fucking, people, like, this was, like, a thing I was doing at Tumblr, and I, like, had to explain to people, because they would, like, for some reason, these got popular, because everybody loves to read about themselves, mm -hmm. but, of like, course. people who, like, I did not know started sending me them, like, could you classpect me, and I would have to explain to them, I'm not magic. <laughs> like I'm like this is an involved process. It takes yeah, a while. Like, like, you don't understand. These are, like, people, these are like people I know, or like <coughs> pretending I know, and like giving like a read, 
Like, I don't know who you are. Right. Like, and, and it was very hard to explain. It's always like that when people are like, ask me any question you want to know about me. I'm like, you're an internet acquaintance. I don't fucking have any questions about your life. I don't even have a frame of reference for what questions to ask. Yeah, or, or those things on Twitter that's like, I'm putting this up for an hour. Leave whatever you want. Like, what do you want me to leave? <laughs> what should I say? Who are you? Yeah, exactly. It's always like, the only thing people are going to say is like weird, mushy compliments, but like, we're not that close. I'm not, what if I just said something really mean in one of them? What if I was like, I think you're annoying. <laughs> I think I followed you by accident. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I don't know who you are and I'm too scared to ask. Uh, what were we doing? We were reading an article, I think. Oh, yeah. Dan, right, please yeah. continue. How did you know that? JJ asked. I also watched Hunter X Hunter. Hell yeah. Oh, Tan's really into that. This is something I know. Yeah, but, by the way, if you read Aetheral Space, you'll realize it's basically Hunter Hunter, but in space. An epic. It's really good. It is good. Hunter Hunter. Hunter, Hunter so is Aetheral Space. Smile. Oh, that's really good to know, actually. <laughs> I know that sometimes you have to give something up for a big power move. He stared off into the stars, and he said... I didn't give up enough this time. You're an idiot, I've decided, not unkindly. I don't know what to go for right now, said Jude. You'll stay with me until you can get your own apartment as soon as possible, as a first to lips, definitely a bullet being bitten. No need, murmured JJ from the front seat, eyes closed. I know a guy named Armand, I'll give you directions in the morning, we can drop Jude off there. That's not JJ's voice, Tanhony, and I resent He's sleeping. Oh, I see. Okay, you get a pass. Jude was quiet for a moment, and then he asked, Will I like him? Jude shrugged. It seemed he was already nearly half-conscious. Cool, said Jude, and he closed his eyes. As for part of the car to rest up a few moments later, she fell asleep soon after. Jude didn't sleep that night. Ooh, the have, end. No, we have an epilogue. Hell yes. Hiroki, Hirohiko Araki awoke next to his wife. Eyes snapped open, head turned. Clock read 4.20 a.m. Dreams were something Hirohiko had dealt with all of his life. They came to him in chunks and visions, strange things, powerful things. The corpses of saints used for long-dead rituals. Men who performed feats of magic with what he had called stands. But this dream had been different. It had been, well, a little too on the nose. And the main character, Jude? Electricity powers weren't very fun, he thought. And JJ? Hirohiko had not understood the t-shirt. And besides, he had done a character with luck already. Esther certainly was interesting, a fun rework of Heaven's Door. But he wasn't sure if the audience was ready for a character like, well, any of them. Homosexual murder thieves? The gangsters in Vento Oreo had been bad boys one could root for, sure. But this was different. This just wasn't marketable. So Hirohiko Araki rolled over and went to sleep. By the morning, he had forgotten his dream. It never crossed his mind again. So this whole series was just a dream? No. Uh, my uh, implication is Araki has been receiving visions his entire life, and that's where uh, all of his work comes from. Okay. I almost had a heart attack. No. Awesome. There's, a, there's a part in a... There's a SCP article that Scans wrote, actually, that is a corpse part stand. Oh, nice. And so, like, I was just making that canon... Kind of like that. And also I thought it was really funny for like in this universe, like kind of this recursive thing where like he's making stands because he's been having dreams of people who've read his work. And now people are forcing themselves to form their powers in the stands because of his exactly. work. 
it's rich. So yeah, it's like kind of like a time paradox. That's so good. That also implies to me maybe started naming the powers after the songs because those would just play in the background of the streams like movie music. Oh, it's so good. I uh yeah I I thought of that and I thought of the way the critic dies, well doesn't die, uh, the critic's punishment and that ending like when I was writing part one, and like I really just wanted to get to those because I really liked them. That's why I, I know what you mean. Those. When it's a scene that you've got in your head for a long time. Yeah, and it's like the last scene. Oh, which man. is like the worst part like i had i had been because the critic was really fun to write mm -hmm. because uh, he's horrific and like i was really thinking kind of stand like you know how uh in part four jesus christ part four uh tira basically has the perfect stand for a serial killer mm -hmm. like the absolute best stand ever for a guy who wants to just incinerate the evidence, kill a lot of beautiful women with beautiful hands mm -hmm. who can fault him, but uh, that's a joke. But uh, <clears throat> like, so I really thanks for wanted... clarifying. <laughs> yeah, I, everybody was quiet, so I was. I like, had assumed I, we were just listening. I had assumed it was a joke until you said that, and now I'm worried. Now, yeah, now, no, but uh, I wanted to like kind of explore the idea of like what the perfect stand for like a predator would be and i like the idea of a stand that like slowly sucks all of the life out of you but like for a little bit while it's happening you like might feel a little good or like might like make some of the more creative work you've done in your life or something talk about getting sucked dry yep <clears throat> well this one gets an upvote from me in an obvious 13 out of 10 i really enjoyed it uh, I don't think much more needs to be said than that. This whole series was really great. And you said there's like a fifth part that's do like Do you want to read Golden Vape? Yeah, how do I get to it? It's on uh, the click page Jude's also. Bizarre Adventure Hub. Okay, sure. Which of us are going to be whomst? Okay, now I... Uh, uh, Tanhoni can be JJ because... <laughs> oh, your voice. I... The least abrasive to me. No! <laughs> My heart is breaking every time. Darnell, you can be uh, my my self insert, uh, Jude. Perfect. And I'll be Esther. Let's do it. Because I that's the third one. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the third one, and I'm done doling out roles. I'm I'm so heartbroken. I don't get to be JJ. I love that Wait, voice shit. so much. Who reads? I I can also because I took away JJ. You can read the stage direction. Sure. Which is, I'm joking, like, I mean, Jude K has entered the chat kind of thing. <laughs> they and don't, don't read <laughs> It's like being in the tree in the Christmas play. <laughs> don't read the, do, do not read the screaming. Okay, I, we didn't plan to, because that gets know, really grating over and did? over. What if you did? Wait, what? I would have been annoyed. Like, if See? we did that every line, we would not do that. We've been doing yeah, this but what if you did? I, I, I get where you're coming from, but we've done this like over 150 episodes. Can you imagine if we did that every time? That. Every time there was a dialogue, we were like, Agent Fuckhole says, Sergeant... Well, you don't know. <laughs> I, I would never make you go through that. I would never make anyone go through that. That's tedious. Anyway, yeah, well, Jude underscore well, K has entered now, the chat. Now I'm kind of realizing how stupid that was. <laughs> You're not so. stupid. I'm just well, defending I'm my just honor. Like looking around because we do actually do that every episode. No, we don't! What? Don't believe him. 
He's literally. Lo- I hate when people do this, even though that's it's a joke. In fact, your podcasts like uh, God damn it, what's the word? That's your signature. Wait, who's gonna that's- be Blunt Fiend? By the way, who's that? Uh, Blunt uh, Fiend is Jude. Wait, then who's Jude K? Also uh, Jude. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, oh, I see. There's a change. Okay, I'm ready. There's a joke. Yeah, yeah, and that's not gonna come across. So I'm glad that we explained that before. That they're all making fun of the fact that right now, as he enters the chat, his name is Jude underscore K. Which is like the most normal person way to name like yourself online. Like an old man. <laughs> yeah! Oh, that's good. Alright, let's get this started. You say Jude K has entered the uh, chat. You uh, still have to read that. <clears throat> Jude K no. has entered the chat. Took you a bit to get here, dumbass. We're ready and rowdy, baby. Sorry, I didn't know how to do all this. I've never been on this kind of thing. What? What? Oh, I know. Internet Relay Chat has been around since 1988. It's not like some new shit. In one form or another, what did you have trouble with? I think I went into a ghost room. What? What? Maybe it was my own room. No one was there, but it had this name. I don't know what I did different. Emporia was there. (laughs) (laughs) What? <laughs> Whatever, dude. First thing in the dark, and we gotta do something about that name. Seriously, are you some fucking Franz Kafka protagonist or something, Mr. Jude K? It's my name. I know you know that isn't the point of all this. <laughs> Don't be so obstinate, dude. Just go with the flow like JJ over here. Obstinate. Yeah. What about Papa Smoke? R O F L. Yes, we pop Papa Smoke. Jude K is now known as Blunt Fiend. There. Well, I like it. A, l- a little macabre, all things considered. It's for us. It's to remember who I am, or what I am. <laughs> oh my god, you two, let's just get on with this. You wanted to set this thing up a, fi- a folk heel and write up a charter, so here we are. <laughs> the best part of that bit is not correcting character. Oh wait, no, it's charter, never mind, I'm stupid. Write up a character, yeah. Sorry, I got I, I the roleplay brain. Let's all write up a character for this. <laughs> We're playing D&D <laughs> on the IRC is. chat. This is how we do D&D, guys. This is how I'm ending my tale. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm the fool. Don't apologize, that was actually very funny. <laughs> okay, fine. First rule is I can't be the chat admin. We need someone impartial. I don't want to micromanage like the critic. Shit like that is so obviously why you're going to be the leader of this whole thing. I actually hold that part of because the conversation is a Homestuck reference. I like that actually because I'm of the mind that the best leaders are the people that don't want to be leaders. Like I say that's that, something that's said to Carcat. I straight up, I straight up say in our server, like I would never mod anyone who wanted to be a mod because Same. I don't want that kind of person to be a mod. I don't want to be a mod. I would be the worst mod. I am so lazy, and I would play favorites. And I, I'm not even lying. I would play favorites so hard. Like our mods I just do the bare care. minimum, like get rid of spam and like ban people who like say slurs. If I hear a mod like catch you smiling, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I actually know someone. Uh, that's quick. I'd prefer it if it's not you know someone like me. Bisexual. Funny, but a super magic uh, kind of guy. I mean, they don't have to be normal, but I don't want any part of us uh, getting like you know. Did you know you don't have to write down your vocal affectations? It's not someone like you at all. <laughs> he wrote uh, I just realized he wrote uh in. <laughs> That's like, yeah, I know. I love people who type like that. It's like, why are you doing that? 
be serious. Tell me about them. Oh no, I'm so sorry, but I'm my point no, stands. No, no, it's it's one of my nerdiest habits. <laughs> Damn. I think I actually do that as well a little bit. Yeah, but we love it when you do it. Anyway, read. It's not someone like you at all. What? Where where are we? Okay, be serious. Tell me about them. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, and now it's you, Canoni. Sorry. Okay, (laughs) it's a really cool person to know, honestly. It might be either a robot or a dude who's trolling me, and it's an incredibly great AI type thing. The point is, I think it's really the perfect kind of neutral force to make a good chat, and someone to dispense the punishments and all that if you really don't want to. I've seen it be in so many chats at once, holding concurrent conversations. I think if you want to go in the direction you were talking about, it could possibly monitor all the chats at once. Uh, I don't know its capabilities, but based on things done casual-like, I wouldn't be surprised if this is easy-peasy. Even if we grow, like, uh, Ellen's good gene, I think, I think we'll be able to keep up. It? Titan? Yeah, I'm waiting for you. I I said it. Oh, I didn't hear you. <laughs> I was just gonna Neither did normally. I. Oh, maybe it didn't come through on Discord, but I said it, and I was like, maybe "What's happening?" Yeah, I thought I thought that was. Crazy. It'll show up in the recording, and then you'll all feel like fools. Oh, I gender thing. Oh, okay. Also, I think it's a robot thing. Do I know it? No, you might know his best buddy, Lyris. His name is Eli. Handle his bones. I don't know why. I think he just thinks bones looks cool. Oh shit! Yeah, Lyris is a mensch for Lyris. I think it sounds all right. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, Did I'm, you just I'm try to take my line? Sorry. Yeah, he is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> when no, you man, try to you take want, a theater kid's line, so much. I, think it, I think it sounds all right. It being uh, Bones. In the situation, too, I guess. If you can't protect your line, you don't deserve to keep it. A uh, heartbeat shotgun. <laughs> so three of us in the robot. Quadrum verate. Quadrum verate? Yeah, that's how I'd say it. Don't say it like that. I don't know. I guess it'll have to be structured, right? I'm just, I guess, scared of doing all this. I don't want us to turn out bad. You think he and his buds had this discussion? I mean, I know he didn't found the group, but you know what I mean, right? The spirit of what I mean? Yeah. We won't be like that. The very thrust of our group will be entirely different. We can craft the ethos, which sounds weird, like some super villain shit, but we can be cool, is what I mean. Cool is maybe a poetry of words here, but I feel it. We will have rules. It won't just be being cool. It won't be meanness for the sake of meanness. We need a set of rules. I don't want to be like uh, <laughs> still good. a weird dude directing all of these people. I want to make friends, and they can make friends. God, I'm high. Give me a second. T-B-H-I-M-2. Well, same. Back and nice. Nice. What are these rules going to be? No killing. It doesn't go without saying? N- never mind. <laughs> Rule number two is always be excellent to each other. Oh, that sounds like, like an elementary school teacher put on a poster. All encompassing and a reference out of nowhere. Good rule. It's a reference to uh, Bill and Ted. That's nice. an adventure. Rule number three is no weed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But see, that's like a joke rule because we're having fun sometimes. I mean, my name's Bluntfeed. I think they'll know the score. We have fun here. Oh, are they forming gamers against weed? Yes. Okay, I literally, we had a bit last episode where I was like, why is it called gamers against weed, but they all fucking smoke and none of them play games. And now it all makes sense. Finally, the lore. That's all the rules, I think. We'll make more if it comes to it. That could be rule four, maybe. Rule five can be no one under 18. Not that it'll be a horny chat. That's rule number six. No NSFW. Not for sex. LMAO, you're so Catholic. (laughs) 
But I'm thinking like, you know, this uh, Bones can handle all the little things. But when it comes to big things, or maybe important things, which I guess would be big, so never mind, we can all have a talk about it. There's four of us, which means we can't really break a tie, but we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. There can always be a tiebreaker. Yeah, just pick someone random ways. Bing, bang, boom. You're not allowed to influence the picking. What if you're mentioning the idea of picking? I've already made sure everything I want to come to pass happens. What if I've already won? Nah, don't I sound like an evil magic dude, though? Twinks only turn evil when they get old, when the first shock of gray hair drives them to insanity. You're barely there yet. Is that uh, all we need to do for now? That's it, really. Whenever you think we're done, we're done. We've had people asking about you for a while now. They're all ready to come, if you're ready. Like I said, they think you're funny, man. They're into the stories. And I think, like, we got something here. We can do something, like you said. It took me, like, a lot of strength to not say I'm always ready to come. But <laughs> I held back and then well, said Well, you just said it anyway. Yeah, so. never mind. <laughs> it was all for naught. It was all for naught. How many people want in the chat? I got, like, 15. 10 from me. Jesus, fuck, that's a lot of pressure. I'm scared as all, I guess. I haven't done much since all that then, you know? It's just like, I don't want to be like that again. You made a pretty fucking shitty dude go away. A guy who was trying to kill us all. You stopped him. He was like a, a terrorist. If this were a just world, you'd have gotten a medal. Fucking honestly. I'm worried that if I get into a position like this, I'll turn like him. I don't want to be bored. I don't want to hurt anyone or use them like chess people. You won't. We won't let you. We're here for you, dumbass. We love you. Aww. We're your friends and we believe in you. Aww. Besides, don't you think... Don't think like there aren't already a million little brain fucks in your head already I put there that'll rocket your brain out your ears if you turn evil? I sincerely hope you do. Don't worry. Seriously. Okay. Okay, invite them. I like that. I like that a lot. Died. Upvote on the hub as well. No, fuck you. They did not die in my head, game. <laughs> no, they don't die. They yeah. I, I'm I mean, countering the author. I like you said as a result of opening the chat that you were just killed instantly. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, this is the universe where that's what happened when they opened the chat. Alright. We've got a couple comments to read. Uh, we got a few questions and comments for, uh, for you, uh, Kinch. Sure. I almost called you Jude. Oh my god. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, I have a few uh, things for you. You're welcome to stay the whole time. There aren't that many comments. You know what, Tan? Shut up. No one asks for your opinions. Alright, first up from Banker Paul. uh, He says, he really did the voice for the whole fucking episode. This week on DSCP News, this DSCP News thing is stupid. Also, hi, Kinch. Smile. Hello. Uh, JTKC says, when the gamers are against smoking that za or something, I don't know. Great to see you guys looking at the wider world slash other group chats of God. This GOI has so much to offer. Uh, questions for Kinch, and there's two for you here, so I'll do them one at a time. Uh, first, what's your favorite God stuff not written by you? I'm personally a big fan of the Croco Squid stuff by Uranium Empire. Nowhere. Mr. Oh. Destiny. Nice. That's my favorite. We it's might- written by Scarhaver and Dolphin. You should like Scarhaver has not written. Scarhaver is the person who I based uh, Bones' speech patterns on. You should say like these are. I are all friend of mine. It's 4239. 4239. Um, I'm 100%. I'm not 100%. I'm like 90% sure it's 4239. But it's, it's Project Nowhere. It's about uh, Mr. Destiny. Nice. It's, the, it's really it's one of the best ones. By far. 
All better right. than mine. I'm waiting to make sure there's not more. No, that's it. Okay, cool. And then the next question is, what are some writing tricks to make characters sound different? Uh, it just kind of uh, happens, right? Apparently writing chat logs helped me. Mm -hmm. Well, I think right, because yeah. it's a lot easier to do quirks in chat that you can't really do in, like, verbal speech, but, like having emojis or, but like, But the more you type. do those, you get deeper into a character's voice. Mm -hmm. And it kind of changes how you do their real dialogue. Because I think to so an extent, guess, when you're typing rather than speaking aloud, you, you're, like, almost translating their stream of consciousness. I guess I've given that advice to some somebody like uh her characters she said uh we're all sounding alike so i told her to make like a fake group chat just like not like for the story itself it's like to handle on their voices as like a writing exercise that's a pretty yeah. good idea actually yeah i'm a genius uh jtkc also says i already said my sappy my sappy <laughs> spiel last week which hopefully darnell showed you uh i did send it to you in the chat but i don't know if you I saw did. it uh, but TLDR, the stuff you write very good. Me like, thank you very much. Looking I'm forward right. to next week's episode. Uh, rating this episode a 2016 out of 10. Have a good week, guys. Smile. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, three Yellow Arrows, a.k.a. Crowcat, says, I'm actually surprised you guys didn't read SCP-2293, an inside joke. It's probably the most iconic GAW article. So I think it's really funny. It's the first one that has them as like a group of like friends. Mm -hmm. Before that, it was just like the name of a group that Stan's used in a joke article, Mr. Meme, I believe, mm -hmm. was the first one. I, I, If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. I, I mean, I just am taking all your word as gospel until otherwise proven. Yeah, well, I'm pretty much right, usually. Yeah, that works out for me. So much so, it's become an in-joke in the SCP community itself. You guys should check it out sometime. You'd really like it. Uh, Did you know that world-renowned writer Stephen King... Do you, do you know the line? You, you have you have you seen it? What line? line? Oh, you haven't. No, that's funny. Uh, I won't spoil it. Read two two nine three. All right. Uh, it, it's a, it's a joke about Stephen King's uh, interest in writing about car crashes and car accidents. I'll look forward to it. Uh, Croquette also says, uh, "Kinge question." What's a common misinterpretation slash misunderstanding about God that you see frequently? I guess that they're like 4chan. All right. But like, that's not as common anymore. Oh, uh, for sure. I, I would not have gotten that opinion, at least based on the articles we read. It very much seemed like the other someone side of the Jude aisle. Was a, someone thought Jude was a twink, and I didn't like that. <laughs> Why would anyone uh, get that impression? Because uh, I live in hell. Uh, <laughs> People with no reading. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reading comprehension. I can speak. Uh, that was a that that was a big one that bothered me. To be honest, I cannot Way possibly imagine him as a twink. Way more mad than like I should have been. To be a hundred percent honest, but that's how how it is. Uh, I I actually hate uh, the cognito hazardous shit post, mm -hmm. and I don't know why that's considered a gaw SCP. I, I don't know what I you're referring to unless we read it and I forgot. Which is my problem. Time ago. I hate it. Uh, Croquette also asks, are there any aspects of God that you wished people wrote about slash explored more? Oh, this is something I should do too, but I want people to talk about the arguments because they're like, there's definitely a core friend group, but like God isn't completely a found family. It's like, 
a series of chat rooms mm-hmm. of like different people. Like they are like probably all like friends, but it's not exactly, you know, found families. So, I, so I like almost a imagine different... it like the the group chats are like cells, like in a I don't want to say terrorist, yeah. cell, but you know what I mean, no, like an organization. No, but right. then they kind of bond that's through that. Right. No, that's right. And uh, it's kind of like that. Like like I imagine there's like tankies and gaw and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So like I w- I really would like somebody to like write about like some horrible gaw internet arguments between people like just like disagreements in the chat would be cool because usually everybody's like friends and getting along i mm. guess I yeah to see like the more fun. like negative part of the internet where like people get really mad over things that are not a big deal yeah, except they also throw magic like, at each other as a result like think about how many like no name idiots are in gaw that like i haven't even named or like written about or nobody has like i mean kk rule can't be the stupidest one. I'm now mentally creating a character named Giuseppe who's really mean. <laughs> He's in my Giuseppe. personal headcanon. <laughs> I don't know why we love the name Giuseppe. It has to do with Vampire Diaries. It's not important. It's a good name. <laughs> um, Croquette also asks... He's so greedy. He has like four fucking questions. Uh, Croquette oh, also gosh. asks, What is your favorite thing slash things to see when people write, draw, or discuss God? Just... And uh, really, any interpretation of Jude is always fun to read. I like what people do with it. I I like the difference in like where they come at him mm-hmm. because like he's really stupid. But I like how people like deal with the kind of stupid he is and stuff like that. Uh, I really uh, wish people wish uh, somebody with a more Jewish background because I am not Jewish at all, would write semester stuff. Because, like, well, like, I do, like, there's, like, a real Discord, like, chat I made that, that is, like, where Gaw was kind of born, I guess. And, like, all of the, like, some of the characters are, like, based on people from there, like, a little bit, but they've all kind of gone pretty far from the original person, if you know what I mean. But, like, I've got, like, a lot of input on stuff for Esther, but, like, I really think that it, like... It's a fine line, because it's, like, your character that you have a vision for. Like, adding something to her stuff would be really interesting and better than I would be able to write. Right. Like, especially somebody from an Orthodox background. Hint. Anyone. But, uh, like, uh, because she came... She... Her whole thing which I don't, it's not really mentioned fully, is that uh, I decided there is a, a sect, I, I, don't, I don't even know if you've used that word, of super ultra-Orthodox uh, Jewish people in uh, the Three Portlands, who, uh, like, uh, what es- Esther's power is literally using, like, what they call the language of God. Mm-hmm. It's, like, direct commands to the brain. Okay. Kind of deal. <laughs> I gotcha. And so like, I wish somebody could write about these people I invented. It's That's because, always a, an interesting thing when you write like a character outside what you know is like, yeah. you obviously want input and research to make it more accurate, but you also don't want to take every suggestion because it's still yeah. your character and I your vision. I really like some, like, I kind of, like, I, I, maybe I wouldn't even keep, make it canon to my stuff, but like, if anybody did something with that, I would love it. Nice. So I guess that's not answering the question. But, like, I don't care. He has four <laughs> or five. Yeah, for real. 
And then lastly, Crowcat asks, what's your favorite food? Hmm. You know, tonight, I'm right now, like soon, I'm having a burger. So right now it's burgers. Nice. Right now I'm really feeling a fat, medium rare American burger. Fuck yeah. I'll even care that medium rare burgers might get you sick. If a single comment says that, you can fuck yourself. I, I only eat medium My rare. diarrhea is my business. Yep. Amen. Exactly. <laughs> me with IBS. A fucking men. Leave me alone. Uh, and then Croquet caps that comment off with Jude's Bizarre Adventure rocks and then a little rocker Thanks. emoji. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spit says, glad to see Darnell no longer sounds like the counterbalance. Recommendations you were spared this time. Uh, Shithalia says, Joss weed on. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Hamilton says, weed AI. Comedy Man Kelp says, gamers against weed when their rival group film bros against PCP walks in. That's funny. Uh, yeah, Comedy Man Kelp's great. Croth Crockett Lawn Chair says, bro weed? Uh, and then lastly, an anomalous writer, our dear beloved editor, uh, says, more GA articles. Let's go! <laughs> did he say it like a nerd? Yeah, he did say it like a nerd, but we love him that's for funny. it. Uh, Alright, well, I believe that's everything. Is there anything else you want to talk about your process or anything you want yeah. to plug, Kinch? Oh, plug? Uh, me. I'm great. Uh, just go, go to Kinch the Knife Blade author page. Uh, blindly upvote every single thing linked on there. If you uh, link me the author page, I'll go upvote. Not, not even gonna important go for to it. me that you read it. Uh, really, we as an SCP writer, we only care about upvotes. Uh, no, that's not true. Uh, I don't really have <laughs> It's got a little too now. real for a second. I'm not trying to... I, I mean, right now I'm trying to write a Gaw article about castration, but like it's real hard to write because... It's horrific to write about. There, there's like a whole thing where like after a certain point, they cease to be pacifist. And this is a meme targeting SCP people. And it like makes the, if you have uh, a dick and balls in 72 hours, within 72 hours, if you don't uh, cut your dick and balls off, your dick and balls will be uh, taken off in a horrific accident that will hurt everyone around you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think it's we a really I'm, I'm immune though, right? <laughs> you'll, you'll let me be? <laughs> I get a free pass. Yeah, isn't that funny? Isn't that, that a great little article to write? Not at all weird stuff. I have Not at all a weird guy writing a weird article. I have no way too much, people. I don't know what else to call it, dick empathy when like anything happens to dick and balls in media Dude, that I, I like, fainted. feel it. I fainted watching the movie Teeth. Imagine oh, how hard oh. this is for me to watch, oh. for me to write. Why are you I'm, writing I'm it? Not even, I'm oh. not even joking. I fainted like a southern bell <laughs> during the movie Teeth. Like a oh. There was a scene, there, uh, during a vagina dentata scene, I literally just fainted, just on the ground. Yeah. I was trying to hide in the bathroom from the scene, and I fainted. Yeah, that, that's a lot. Oof. Uh, all right. Any closing remarks, though, before we close off here, King? I'm the best. Uh, noted, seconded. Uh, I, it, it was fun. 
Yeah, I'm glad we had you. If you ever want to come on again, feel free to hit sure. us up. But we do have a bunch of other guests we got to get through. So no. probably not for a while. Tan Honey and Darnell, it was a joy. You guys are a very good podcasters. And uh, very... Uh, That's the I, only person who ever needs to compliment the SCP. I don't care any more than anyone else does. My life's complete. Everybody is very good. You two are great. Uh, that was fun. As I said again... I'm very tired. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. Go get yourself some burgers. Yeah, I'm about to fucking nap and put one <laughs> after I eat. And also play Zelda. Yes, I, I need to go play some Tears Zelda of the Kingdom once. Tear. I love Tears of the Kingdom so much. I'm not smart enough for it. It's it's yeah, me too. I uh, I I think it's really uh, it's a sign of my self restraint that I did not talk about that. Yeah, thank you for your time. service. I'm thanking you like a fucking army veteran. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talk about well, that even in the Aetheral Space videos. We can't shut up about Zelda. It's hard not to. For real. But you you guys have a good night. Yeah, you too. No I worries. think it's you night love. for at least one of you. Uh, for yeah, ten. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that, nerd. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And we'll see you guys yeah. next time. Bye. Bye.